Hello, welcome to episode 19 of Two Guinea Hens. I'm Rosie. And I'm Gabby. Hey everybody, what's up? What's number 19, that's a great number. It was my softball number. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Huh, 19 is one of those numbers that I sort of feel like, um, are forgettable. Really? So I'm sad it was your softball number. Really? Well, and I always think of Steely Dan's Hey 19, which is such a great song. Oh, I do love that song. Hmm. I just don't really remember being 19. 19 was a good age. I really liked 19. You're still kind of a kid, because you're still a teenager technically but you're just on the verge of being 21, and it's so close, you can taste it. See, none of that stuff ever mattered to me, because mm. I never wanted to grow up, and then, you know, not to be Debbie Downer, as I always am, but 19 was when the old man got the bad news. Ooh. Yeah. So it wasn't the best. Fair enough. Guys, the bad news was his stock market. No, he got yeah, cancer. He got cancer. That was real bad news. Was, I mean, there's bad news, and then there's you've got cancer bad news, and that's about as bad a news as you can get. No. I would say if you have children finding out they have cancer would be the baddest, worst news you could get. Yes, definitely. I think worse than But for out. people that, without children, <coughs> that's about as bad as you can get. That's pretty bad. Right? Well, anything that's terminal probably sure. is yeah. terrifying, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, let's yeah. start this off on a better note. I am always Debbie Downer. For some reason, like, people are always like, you're so happy. I'm like, am I? <laughs> I'm smiling through the tragedy. Yeah, you're, is... a, you're a crying on the inside kind of clown. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we missed you. I feel we, like we it's been long. It's been a real long time. I mean, a lot of our listeners, our regulars, have told us they're backed up on episodes anyway, so we felt like it was okay that we took a little bit of a longer time, but Gab's been crazy busy. Um, lost to tell you about on that end. Yeah. I have not been that busy. I mean, busy for somebody who doesn't have a full-time job, but, you know. You've been busy. I have. How am I busy and I don't have a full-time... How do people have full-time jobs work and still do other things? You're just a busy personality, sis. Well, you know what? It's because I have depression. I have to keep busy. That's it. Like, I make myself busy because otherwise it could get real dark real quick. But... I mean, are you someone, do you think, if you didn't force yourself to be busy, you could just not leave the house for days on end? Hells, yes. Could you, are you someone that could not, like, physically get up off a couch for, like, a whole day? Yep. Wow. I wouldn't get out of that bed right there if I, if I, if I you know, didn't make myself, if I didn't already have so much therapy behind me and know what to do to be better. Yes. Absolutely. So do you never give yourself a day, like, because you, do you think now, knowing everything you know, that if you gave yourself a day to be like, you know what, I'm just going to be in bed all day today, you know that it will make tomorrow harder? Yep. Yeah, and I know, I would just, there'd be so many other emotions with it, because I would hate myself the whole day for allowing myself to get like that. So then that brings up, you know, a whole nother level of misery, so, yeah, I can't let myself do that. And you know what helps? Bullet journaling. It does. Because it kind of forces you to be like, you know, I'll get up and I'll bullet journal and I'll get these things done today. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting because as someone who has depression but I also have the mania, my mania never lets me stay in Mm -hmm. bed. So people will be like, oh, that's not a real depression. I'm like, no, it is though. I'm just psychotic while it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've just had enough experience that I know what to do now, you know, to help myself. But I could easily decide to not help myself and just fall into that rabbit hole, but I don't want to. I feel like shit when I'm like that, so, you know, I'm still conscious enough to know, pull myself out of it. And go keep busy. Go work out. Go keep busy. Do something. Yeah. But then it also turns into sometimes I overextend myself trying to keep busy. I've made myself so busy that now I just feel like I'm in complete chaos, so. No, I totally you get know, that. You know, there's a real fine line there. 
Yeah, my whole thing with mania is it's okay to say no. Yeah. You have to say no. You have to. You're going to disappoint them. You're going to say yes or not come, so why don't you just say no up top and not disappoint them down the line? Yeah. See, I saw a really good meme this week, and it actually made me think of our entire childhood, and it just said, when kids complain about their stomach hurting, it means that they're anxious. I saw that, too, and I was like, yes, that's exactly it. And I was like, I was notorious for having tummy aches. We didn't know about being anxious as kids. We didn't know how to verbalize, like... Or it was like a um, like a personality type, like be like, oh, you're nervous, like your mother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it was like it wasn't something that was a mental health issue. It was just like who right. you are. Right. You're a nervous Nelly. Right. Yeah. You know, you're excitable. Mm-hmm. You're high energy. I mean, it was all these words to like make it a personality instead of it being an actual mental health issue. Yeah. I mean, it it never occurred to me that there were kids who could go to bed the night before the first day of school and just sleep right through and be fine. I couldn't. I was a nervous wreck. I mean, why? I was at the same school I was at the year before. All of my friends were still there. I, I, you know, passed all my classes with flying colors. There was no worry I wasn't going to do well. And yet, every night before the first day of school, I would just be sick to my stomach. Ditto. And even sometimes it wasn't sick to my stomach. It was like, okay, this is the outfit I picked out. I'm going to wear this outfit. And these are the school supplies. And I'm going to use this pen tomorrow. And this is going to be the folder for English. And that's the folder for math. And, like, I would just Mm -hmm. wind myself up that I'd be, like, exhausted and moody on the first day of school every year. Yeah. One year was my first day of, like, seventh grade. And you were, like, either starting a new job or you had college or something. Do you remember? How old are you in seventh grade? Seventh grade, I was 12. So I was, like, 19, 20. And you got up. It was before I was starting probably my sophomore year at Pitt. And you got up in the middle of the night and I always slept with my door open. And you, and I was like, hi. And you're like, what are you doing up? And I'm like, I can't sleep. And we made mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? That was one of my favorite nights of having insomnia. And we both had it. I know. And I don't know if a mama got up or what. I think, well, mom usually slept on the couch anyway. So I'm sure we woke her up clanging pans. What are you two deedle bugs doing? Glasses askew. (laughs) She'd be so mad. She would get so mad when I'd do that voice. But she did have a lower voice. She did. Didn't one time she answered the phone and a guy was like, Chuck. And she was like, do I sound like Chuck? And And he was like, yeah. You do. And she was like, oh, all right. Yes. She had a very lower. Frank. That's exactly what Frank called for Frank. She was an alto. That's what she always say. I'm an alto. And she was from the north side, right. so she had that you know, tough guy voice to her. Alto, baritone, either way, either what does way. it matter? I know she was five foot two and a quarter. Uh, was she even five foot two? Or was it five one and three quarters or some nonsense? It was like five one and a quarter, so five two and a quarter. I mean, it was five two and a five, quarter. Five two and a quarter, yeah. and she'd always say the quarter, and every doctor and nurse would be like, do you actually think that matters? She's like, it matters to me. Yeah, well, I mean, she was a giant in her family. I know. You're very tall for women on, mm-hmm. like, with her genealogy. I know. I wish they included all that crap with ancestry. I think eventually they will, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We keep having new family members, which is... Um, we do. We have a... Uncomfortable. <laughs> but that fourth cousin in Florida, Jerry Lynn... She's a riot, and I feel like, oh my god, that's where we get our sense of humor from, because she'll post stuff, and I'm like, I get it, we're family, for sure, like, with the same sense of fucking humor. What side is she on, grandma's? Grandpap, she's a bonessie. Oh my god. She's the one who I was like, I think our, either our grandpap or our great-grandpap were brother and or brothers or something, but she didn't know too much about that side of her family, so. Do you think she's grandpap's lost brother's kid? I don't know. See, that's a crazy family story. So, allegedly, in our family, our grandfather, who had a brother and sister that we knew, so there was Nick, our grandpa, Joe, his brother, and Mary, his sister. But allegedly, there was a f- another brother, Anthony, right? Yeah, Anthony. who caused the mom to die in childbirth. But the mom died, the death certificate said she died of pneumonia. It didn't say anything that she was even pregnant at the time on her death certificate. Okay, so there's that. Second of all, 
They said they just gave the baby up for adoption at the time of its birth and the mom's death. Okay, that that's under, I guess at that time of life that was understandable. Why would they have kept his last name? Good point. So that doesn't that never but made any sense to me. It wasn't there folklore that the doctor kept the baby. Yeah, or something like that. That like he his wife couldn't conceive, so they were right. just like, "We'll take it." Oh, how generous of you. Yeah. Maybe they want it. Maybe the dad wants it. I don't think he did, but and but do you yeah. think how much easier life might be if you could do that these days? Yeah. Like, some, like a doctor's like, hey, I'd take this baby. Well, there's that law where, like, a, a new mom can drop her child off at a fire station or police station, no questions asked. Do you remember during the housing, or like, when all those people who had home loans and the economy mm-hmm. busted and people were just, like, literally people who had been high-end suburbanites were homeless, there was a state, and I can't remember what it was, and you can do that. You can, like, leave your baby. There's, like, a law, like you're talking about. But for whatever reason, in this one state, they forgot to put an age limit. So families oh were God, driving remember all over the country dropping and dropping 15-year-old year old kids off, like, 13-year-old kids, and <laughs> like, just being like, we can't do anything with them anymore. It's like, yeah, no, that wasn't that what the law. That doesn't count. <laughs> that literally happened in our country within the last, like, seven years. That's insane. Yeah. That is crazy. I mean, I can't imagine mom and dad ever being like, it got, and we Please believe us. We almost lost our house many the times. majority of our childhood. Okay? Yeah. Like, really, we were broke all the time. They would never have just been like, you know what would solve our problems? Right Let's get rid of these two. Yeah, right. I'm sure they thought of it, but never verbalized it. I mean, no. Yeah, they I would know. rather, you know, work like dogs or, you know, whatever to make it work. I can't yeah. even imagine being like, yep, I guess we got to get rid of him. He's 13 now. That whole housing crisis was so fucked up. And like, but how never did it had happen? to happen. I guess in an effort to get people into homes and to get money circulated, I don't know. They were giving mortgages to people that had no business having them, A, or B, giving like $300,000 houses to people who were making like $27,000 a year. Um, nobody. And, oh, and it was um, variable interest rate loans. So you start this mortgage out with a payment. You're like, I can afford that. That's no problem. But oh. then it starts ballooning. And all of a sudden, your mortgage is like five times what it originally was. And of course, you can't pay that. You're making $27,000 a year. You never could have paid that. You never should have been able. No one should have given no them the loan. Given you that loan. And you should have known better. It was like it was a mix both of- sides were like, come on. But you know, like as a consumer, like I. I mean, there have been moments where I'm, like, sitting across from someone and they're like, I can get you $150,000 loan right now. And I'm thinking, I know I won't be able to pay it back, but let's play this out. See how I can get it. And I'm always turned down. Well, I had a friend whose name I won't mention, and her, at the time, husband, uh, did mortgages and was telling me, I can get you into a house. I I can get you into any house you want. Just tell me what you want, and I will get you into it. And at the time, I was freelancing in the movies. So, I mean, I might have been making okay money, but it wasn't consistent. Um... And I remember thinking, like, no, that's not a good idea. Even I knew better, right. you know? Um, yeah, and then it all went bust. and People just walked away from their homes. I mean, what could they do? That is insane. I know. There, I found, um, <clears throat> after Mom died and I was like going through her room, there was a, a letter to the editor that Dad had written to the Post-Gazette, and it was, like, in 1982. And long story short, I guess Robinson Township was giving tax credits locally if you would do nice things to your property so any way you would fix up your property they would knock a little bit of money off and dad's whole point was 
how am I ever going to get ahead? Mm-hmm. I bought this property, like, it, this was my goal, but you need me to keep putting money into it. I'm barely keeping it alive. So the only way I can get a break is putting the money, you know. And he, like, wrote how unfair and how he thought everything was, but... I mean, I wonder if that was sort of the same kind of situation. Yeah. Like, did Dad get approved for that house loan and maybe he shouldn't have? Oh, hell, of course he should have. Didn't you? I'm sure Mom told you the story of when they went to sign the papers. Or was it the first house? No, it was the house in Robinson. And they had, like, a 36 cents in their bank account. And they signed the mortgage on that, on that land. Oh. Now, they should have known better. But, I mean, come on. Do a little vetting of your applicants. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I found pa- documentation that within the first year our parents had the house, they stopped paying the mortgage within four months. And we're almost Yikes. in danger of, like, losing it then. Shit. And when I say that we never could have kept this house, like, it yeah. was like, oh, it was like, it was happening constant. Right. They would just get behind. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's why when, like, I talk about loosely, like, selling the home, and people are like, you need to buy another property, and I'm like, I don't know the first thing about owning a home. Mm-hmm. So, like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know. I don't right. want to. There are just some people who are better off renting, and some people who are great homeowners, and start buying homes at 24, and keep, like, and that's amazing and wonderful, but we're, not everybody is like Right. That. And not everyone, yeah, wants to fix up a house, wants to do all that stuff, mm-hmm. needs all that room. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird... Yeah, but that whole thing... I remember there was an American Idol contestant who was like, my family's homeless because the housing crisis or something, like... And then hearing about that state where parents were dropping their kids off, that is just, like, kooky birds. Yeah. I'm glad this is a podcast and not a video, you guys, because I was at uh, my friend Gina's pool on Sunday using our secret weapon tanning solution, and I got... In just two areas of my body, I got a little bit of a burn, and now I'm peeling, and I look like I have leprosy, but I also can't stop, like, peeling the skin. And it's gross, and I know it's gross, but... I'm not grossed out by it. I can't do it. I can't not do it. Anyway. Your chest, the way it's burned, looks a lot like how mommy's chest would get. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Freckly. Yeah. Well, that comes with being old. Sunspots. Freckles. Sunspots. Welcome to your late 40s. God willing, I make it. You better. God willing, I make it. You better. Guys, I had a weird little thing happen. Yeah. And we, I didn't, I mean, I'm just going to, we're going to know if we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to name names. No names. No, who you are, fucker, if you listen to this. <laughs> I doubt he does, but you might, because you're know, like that much so of a crazy. stalker. Exactly. So long story short, gang, I had a show Saturday. It was actually a really wonderful show. I'm not going to give any, like, specifics of details, anything. Really fun show. Honestly, to the point, like, at the end of the night, I felt so good. I was just like, man, that was a great set. Went to bed feeling good. Woke up, and a friend of mine was like, hey, who's this guy? And she had sent me all these screenshots of a man who was going on the venue page, the producer's page, my page, and posting things that I am a bully. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Me, Gab, who has, you know, created an anti-boy program I've been doing for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a bully. And I'm like... This is just weird. And at first I recognized the man's face. I'm like, oh, he's one of those trolls who recently started following me. I thought he might have been somebody I met at one of my conferences, but I think he's a Trumpy. So I kind of knew who he was, like, immediately. Like, yeah, this guy's been weird. And then I went to my email, and he had sent me these emails, and he made up this whole story as though he brought a special needs child to a comedy show, and I bullied the child. Well, first of all, it was an adult show, uh, 21 and over. This The child in question was um, an adult drinking wine, no one at chugging any, wine. An adult chugging wine. No, at any point, no one knew if this person was special needs. He seemed very typical, so you would not have thought that. 
and at one point in my set, I talk to their table. Literally, that's it. And I'm friendly about it. I'm friendly talking to their table. And the man implied that because of that, I bullied his special needs son. And you can go on YouTube and see the entire clip of her act and judge for yourself because, you know, she says nothing, nothing, even remotely, that could be construed as bullying. And so even though I did nothing wrong, I really understand parents who have special needs kids. I know how many fights they've had to do in their life. I know how sensitive they are to things. And even though I knew I did nothing wrong, I at least wanted to apologize just that he went through any pain, like as a human being, like, oh my God, I'm so sad this thing was misinterpreted that you would be in any pain. So I just basically apologized for his pain. I also explained to him where I was coming from, like crowd work is something that's very common in stand-up. And, um, you know, and I really hadn't said anything mean, so I'm surprised that it was so jarring. But once again, like, and I had no idea his son was in any form, you know, as he special was describing him yeah. special needs. And the guy just came back, like, oh, with such the meanest response ever. Horrible. And then kept threatening me to like to apologize more, and kept writing saying me, he was going to ruin her career, ruin career. And she needs to go f herself and f this and f that. And just I'm a piece of shit. Vicious harassment. Oh, horrible harassment! And then when I wouldn't write him back, he'd just keep writing me, copying the same email, or like, "You better answer me and tell me why you're not sorry." I'm like, I already said I was. So I did have to like. Unfortunately, I called his place. Here's the best part about it: he works in um, psychiatry. Ha! So, and I had openly talked about having bipolar disorder. It was and, like the second thing she says. And then he proceeds to bully me. Right, so there's so, no wrong. Yeah, so I called his uh, place of employment, I got the police involved, and he has stopped bothering me since that day, but it was just a real, like, when people say a mountain out of a molehill, it was a mountain out of zero, oh, of nothing. nothing. I mean, listen, I'm... I'm so glad the police took her so seriously and the harassment officer took it so seriously because you know me. The, I wanted to get all 15136 on his ass and that would not have been good. <laughs> no, no. For anyone. Right. Yeah, it was just really weird. And I, like looking back now, it sort of feels like he came just to mess with me and like try to make something up to... When she goes up on... They announce, the host announces her and she comes up and everyone in the audience is clapping except this guy. He hasn't even seen her yet. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with his arms crossed like a complete douchebag in the front row. Like, it was like he was there for a reason. And she, and the woman who introduced me, which I didn't put all of it, she was like, she does so much with mental health and mm -hmm. anti-bullying. And Rose had a really uh, interesting point. She's like, what if you got a gig? Because I get all these, like, keynote speaking gigs. Like, what if I got some mental health gig over him? And he's just been like, ah, I'm her. But he's also, I think, a big... Trumpy, and I think any t I'm very vocal about being pretty liberal, and I don't mm -hmm. know if it was like... You know, but the thing is, you would never go to a show of somebody who you knew was a Trump supporter and do that. Never, ever. ever. I would. I mean, I might see some like that crowd, in North Carolina chanting "Send her back." That makes me sick to my stomach on a, so many levels. But I would never go to any of those people's places of employment and like make up a fight about them. Right. Maybe that's why that side always wins. I don't know, but I just couldn't do that. And I don't think most people could. Even on the other side, I don't think most Trumpers would come and do that. No. They support a president. They support an ideology. Okay. But I don't think they would want to fuck with anybody's livelihood. Yeah, he was more like an incel who decided yeah. to do this. It was really, really bizarre. Um, yeah, because I actually just recently did a show where I, I knew it was Trump country, and I made it work. And I was able mm -hmm. to be me and not necessarily agree with what they agree with, but still entertain them and not hurt anyone's feelings. Like, And honestly, I didn't even say this to you, but he his. His behavior was of somebody who, like, 
think back hard. Did this guy ever ask you out? Did he ever hit, like, was there ever an interaction with him where he was interested in you and you weren't? Because that's the kind of behavior, like, that's the kind of shit that happened. The guy, you know, like, I think about that guy that shot up LA Fitness or whatever. Yeah. It's those kind of people that just go off the deep end. And, and they usually fixate of, on you. Right, they fixate on you and they feel slighted by you in some way. Yeah, it was so bizarre. It was, re- and the way he was like, it was a comedy show where I brought my son and we never thought it would be improv. And it's like, it wasn't improv. It wasn't, it was just doing stand-up, talking to the people. Yeah. You sat in the front mm-hmm. seat in the at center of the show. audience and you didn't think anyone would look at mm-hmm. you. Especially when your son is at being... He would not sit down in the front seat. He kept getting up. Like, that's... That's he, distracting to the comedian. And here's the best part of all, because somebody also asked... Um, his son was talking at one point, and another comedian, a male comedian, his son was like, yeah, I thought this was going to be a comedy show. That's what he said to one of our other comedians. And the guy on stage, one, the only male comedian, went... Yeah, it's a comedy show. Basically to say to the kid to stop talking, but somehow I right, was the, the one who was guy. mean. Was, yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, but he never brought that never, up. I'm not. the bully yeah. and I did nothing wrong. It was so weird, guys. It was like so one of the weird. And I had to get the police involved because you can't be a woman in America and But not- I I gotta say you guys, Gab handled it so well all on her own. I mean, as her sister, for a few days I was really stressed out and freaking out about it. Mostly for her, because I just know you, and right. I know oh, I take was, things on. And I didn't eat for, like, two right. and a half days. Um, but you handled it as best as she possibly could, I, I, and kudos to the Pittsburgh police. I mean, yeah. they really... And the Robinson police. Yeah, because they... Both of them took you very seriously and, and, and followed through with it. Yeah, they were very... And even, I have to say, though, even though his direct supervisor at UPMC has not called me back, the main woman I talked to when I just presented the story... She was like, yeah, this is something that can't wait. I consider this an emergency, and you need to talk to someone today. I mean, so that's pretty... So, and he did stop messing with me that day. So yeah. I do think someone there said, dude, you better calm down. Yeah. And, um, but I never got an apology from them. And I just think as a mental, you know, person mm-hmm. with mental health issues who was... My mental health was bothered by this whole thing. Triggered, yeah. Um, I just feel like they should apologize. I agree. I agree as well. And if they don't, this is going to be part of my next keynote speech. So hire me, and I'll tell you all about there mental health. Yeah, but yeah, so I was not having the best days lately, but I feel a lot better now. Which is unfortunate that happened right after you finished watching the new season of Stranger Things, because I feel like you could have escaped into that. And I'm sure you probably watched it again and again, but... That was my coping. I yeah. was coping with Stranger Things, but then when I got to the last episode, I was like, I can't take this right now again. Yes. As you have you guys watched season three of Stranger Things, and what did you think? Please let us know because I should we not say spoilers or should we? We won't say. I don't think. Okay, we say no spoilers. spoilers. But I would love to know what you thought of the end. In fact, I finished watching it before our dear friend Gina Chappie finished watching it, and when we were at the office one day, and she was like, "Well, tell me about the end." I'm like, "I'm not going to tell you." She said, "Well, do, were you happy with the ending?" I said, "I'm not telling you anything." She's like, "Smile if you were happy with it." I was like, "I'm going to murder you. Watch the final one, and then we'll talk about it." But she sort of felt how I did. It was kind of like, well, wait a minute here. I didn't sign up for this. So I know you think maybe I shouldn't be as... I'll send you a link to an article that'll make you know that you don't need to worry okay, good. anymore. All right, good. Long story short, there's, uh, let's just say something happened to the very last episode. But over the last week on social media, 
the actor who plays the character in question posted a phone number. If you called the phone number, it gave you clues to season four, and I'm telling you, we're fine, guys. Uh, we're fine. Okay, okay, okay. I'm that okay, okay, geeky okay, okay. with Stranger Things that I know every Easter egg and every episode. Is this your favorite season so far? Honestly, I wa- I heard. Uh, I just watched somebody else say that it was their favorite season, an interviewer. And at first, when I watched it, I'm like, this is the best season ever. But I think I was just so, we never, we, we never had a budget like this before. So yeah. I was like, oh my God, they got to actually play this season with everything. Like the monsters are so much scarier. The set of the mall was phenomenal. The clothes, they jams, like mm-hmm. all of that was really cool. But um, no, I rewatched recently one and two again. And I don't know. I mean, one was just the best. Like yeah, one is was like. will always remain the best to me. Same with American Horror Story. Season one, as much as I love season three. The first one was just, it's, it like hit it out of the park. And the reason with Stranger Things why it's so cool is because they didn't have the budget and mm-hmm. it still scared the crap out of yeah. you. And Joyce has never been as strong as she was in season yeah. one, which has been a disappointment to me. Will was amazing in season two, but he had nothing, no substance in this season. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in some ways I do get annoyed with these types of shows who really let their fans make all the calls. Yeah. So they love the Dustin-Steve duo, so now that's going to be a thing where it's like, Dustin should be with his friends. Right, he should be with his friends, exactly. Like, yeah, that was the thing, too. I, I remember one point in one of the episodes when Robin says to Steve, like, are all your friends kids or something like that? And I was like... Exactly, Robin. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. He was a popular, good-looking kid who graduated high school. First of all, he would have never taken that job at Scoops Ahoy. Oh, my God, no. I mean, that outfit alone, he wouldn't have taken it. Right. Okay, number one. Number two, he's only hanging around with children. Um, Yeah, I'd be a little weirded out by that. Yeah. You know? And even if it's just because he... I mean, and granted, I mean, I guess there's this whole level of they've been living through all these crazy monster attacks where he has some PTSD. But also, none of the other kids' parents ever called to check in on them. Ever. I mean, and like they don't know Erica about all this stuff. could be out all night and her mother oh she's sleeping over at a friend's house I don't care our mother would have called at nine to say under the pretense I'm using air quotes to say goodnight to make sure we were there yeah yeah there there are the yeah like yes there As are kids certain- of the 80s we can see where they're really stretching some stuff I have to say too one thing that kind of drives me nuts um is just like every time there's a problem all right, where's Eleven? Okay, now she's just gonna. I mean, sure, every right, time. Right. I mean, it's just like. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm. I don't want to give anything away, but. And I mean, I know social services, even to date, has a lot of problems. But would they just let her live with, the police chief who's a junkie who's an opioid addict? But they never bring that up again. Yeah, only in season one it was an opioid addict. Like, he somehow kicked it once he had Eleven live with yeah, him. Yeah, some of that was just a little much. But yeah, season one still remains my favorite. Yeah, and there's like all these Easter eggs of like the flannel she's wearing in the last scene is the flannel that her sister was wearing in season two. The blue band on hot hot or uh, is that not Hotch um, Hopper's arm. That he's not where uh, that then she has on in the very last scene is like connection mm-hmm. to his daughter. Like yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes I just feel like they stretch a little bit of stuff. A little bit, yeah. Um, but I still loved it, and I like mm-hmm. flew through it. And the, uh, truthfully, the whole thing that makes season three is Billy, the actor, Dacry Montgomery, is just phenomenal. Billy, the the who the shadow monster gets. Oh, Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he that whole great. yeah. His sister Max, and like the backstory mm-hmm. of his mom, and like to mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not being a demon. And yeah, that was good stuff. Max is really good. She was a really mm-hmm. great addition. She is. I love the new, um, her name's not, what is her name? Uh, Robin. Robin, right. Who, by the way, maybe you guys don't know this, I didn't. I only learned it halfway into the season. She is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. And, 
And I see both of them in her. I was going to say, she's the perfect blend of the yeah. two of them. At first I thought she looked just like Ethan Hawke, but then she makes faces. I'm like, oh yeah, I see Uma Thurman right there. She looks more like him, I think, in some ways, but she talks exactly mm-hmm. like her mother, and her eyes are exactly mm-hmm. like her mother and her mouth. Like the yeah, way she, she makes does. faces with her mouth. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I see your mom in you. Yeah. yeah, but she said they are like, um, very, they're not always easy on her. <laughs> Which I, I view Uma Thurman more as a quality actor than I do Ethan Hawke. I'm sorry. I Whoa, do, I and do. I really thought you were going to say the other way around. No, I just, I've never really been an Ethan Hawke fan. He always plays that slacker, depressive, sort of, I don't know, I feel like he's the same character in everything. He was in Reality Bites, right? He was. They never let her see it. Really? Because they were like, what was it like for you to finally get to work with Winona after your dad? And she's like, they never let me see it. I have, I've yet to see that movie. Well, she's 20. I know, she it's like, bitch, rent it. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't remember. Is his character a complete douche? Kind of. Maybe kind that's of, why they want to see But he's, he's acting. A, he's acting. It, he was, a, you know, playing a 22-year-old in 1990. Yeah. All guys were douches at that age at that time. Sadly, so I think his best role was Dead Poet Society. He had so much vulnerability in that role, and he, he looked like so someone much who was vulnerability. Crack. <laughs> but I don't think the character ever arced at any point. I feel like it was always just—it was a four stark. Yeah. Even in his my captain, oh captain, yeah. my captain, it was like yeah, you're, you're not like, even right. I don't believe you can do this right now. Like right. even though you're doing a really good job of seeming like someone who mm-hmm. can't. Um, totally agree. Totally. I almost started crying just over that scene. Wow. That movie, I'm I love that still movie. to this day. I think it lives up. I think it's my favorite. Well, no. The World According to Garp is my favorite Robin Williams movie, I think. I am not even going to be arrogant enough to think I could pick a favorite Robin Williams really? movie. Um, hello, The Birdcage. Oh, that is a great one. Hello, The Genie in Aladdin. <laughs> hello, uh, Toys with Daryl Hannah. Okay, I like Popeye. I mean, I love Popeye, but I think I loved it because... The Fisher King... I did not love the Fisher King. Oh my King. god, I love the Fisher King, but I'm a huge Jeff Bridges fan. But you know what? I wish I had never seen Patch Adams because that yeah. brought everything of his da- his work complete catalog down for me because I hated that movie so much. I mean, hated it. I didn't hate it like she did, but I didn't love it. I hated it the way Kendra hated the Ryan Adams concert. Did you... And you guys, I'll tell you, Ryan Adams, prior to knowing he was a disgusting child molesting pig, used to be my favorite artist, love his work, and we went to see him, and my sister-in-law, Kendra, at the end of it, I'll do the best impersonation I can of it, I said, oh, how did you like it? And she went, I hated it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, then. That's how I feel about Patch Adams. Um, not to, uh, but we gotta give a shout out to Kendra. Uh, so a couple years ago, a movie that I was dying to see came out on my birthday. It was Logan about Wolverine as an old man. Um, and Nick, my our brother and his wife, Kendra, and we all went to go see it. And at the very end of the movie, I mean, it was just like, it's a really very rough violent. movie. So good, but so violent. And at the end, the whole audience is applauding. I mean, like, that's how, it was like opening night. And as soon as the applause, the applause dies down, she goes, 
that was an effing X-rated movie. <laughs> like screamed it, and everyone in the audience lost it. She's like, I hated it. And she's like, it was just awful. And people were dying because yeah. it was. I mean, it was violent. Yeah, I mean, it's really violent. That's my favorite of all the Wolverine movie movies. They finally did what they needed to do. Make it a real mm-hmm. look. X Men was not for little kiddos. Mm-hmm. It was for teenagers. So yeah. make it dark. Make it what it is. I'm so excited that they're going to redo it all again. Yeah. And do it right this time. Not that I didn't love the first three movies, but, but I didn't love Wolverine Origins. That's I didn't stunk. see that. I don't even know where Mystique became J Law and not Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Because they went back to the beginning, like the first class when they were kids, and that's when like um, Professor X, Magneto were friends in the beginning. Oh. Mystique was part of their crew. They were all just the young mutants who had found oh, each other. Okay. And buddy buddy. I was like Wait Hank a McCoy. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I was fine with that, but then when they had to be total, like, let's get all the money we can, they're like, we're going to do a movie with them, and then the new people will call it Past, Present, Future, and we'll get all of them in it. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever met anyone in your travels as a comic book person whose favorite character is Gambit? I've met people who I think are liars who will say he's one of their favorite characters and you actually are very close with someone who would tell you that's his favorite character. Really? Two people, actually. No, not the someone you're going to marry, but, like, two people that are close <laughs> in my world who both could represent, like, one is, like, a modern version of the first one. Wow. Do you want me to just tell you? Yes. Joey and Josh. Get the fuck out I of swear here. to God, Joey always loved Gambit and annoyed me. I'm like, Joey, why? Why? He sucks in the video game. He's like, oh, because he sucks in the video game, but he doesn't suck in the comic book. And he's from New Orleans, and he's really neat, and he's really good at card playing, and he had all these reasons. And same with Josh. He'd be like, no, but his character's really cool. Like, I'm like, he's like, you're basing it all on the video game. I'm like, right, because when you're the least powerful character in a video game, I don't have time for you. Yeah. I'm sorry, a deck of cards? So, no. I mean, I would feel slighted if I were a mutant that were my power. Oh, really? Oh, Wolverine gets um, adamantium claws, and Storm can conjure up tornadoes, and Mystique can blend it, and I get cards. Great. Thanks. But your cards could cut people's necks. They're violent cards. They fly. They're sort of like the web from Spider-Man. Do they come back to you, or do you have to have a new deck all the time? No, they come back. They so do. they're boomerang cards. They're like boomerang cards that... Pfft, pfft. Yeah. It's, still it's sort of like the same uh, motion of Wolverine, but uh, with cards rather than claws. It's moronic. I mean, it's not Stan awesome. Lee really like, hit the bottom of the barrel with that one. But, okay, so the video game ruined Gambit, and I would almost say the first three movies ruined Storm. I mean, she's like, and the video game ruined Storm, too. The video game ruined Storm. Well, because you could never make it to another level with her. She was too, it was too difficult. So what we are referring to is um, the original NES system had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game that I owned, and my siblings who were in their 20s at the time would play it and get really angry. put that in there. (laughs) So I play it, and they'd get really angry when they play it because they never. I was only Super Nintendo. No, that was that game was regular Nintendo. I did not have that for Super Nintendo. But um, I made it pretty far, I must say, as Spider Man, because it was a team up with. Sorry, I had a full time job I had to go to. (laughs) Play it all day. I think you were still in college then. (laughs) Whatever, I class to get to. But you did work while you were in college. You weren't like a slacker. Did you? I did. Where did you work? I worked at the record stop for a long time. Oh my god, you did? I did. So you'd come to Robinson? Oh, my freshman year? No, my freshman year. Yeah. When I lived in Oakland, um, I would pick up work like at loafers and stuff and I would make oh. extra cash that way. Did you ever work at the record stop like on Christmas? Like mm-hmm. at Christmas oh, yeah, and on stuff? Breaks and they stuff. Really yeah. loved you. Yeah. 
Oh. I know, I was trying to see if... I couldn't remember the one guy's last name. I was trying to see if they would DJ the wedding. That would be so but cool. But I, I can't find... I don't know what's happened to them. Do you remember the guy who DJed my graduation party? No. Because I don't either. <laughs> I just remember we put we gave him all these requests, and the next yeah, thing I knew, I heard country music, mm-hmm. and I was like... Mm-hmm. And now I have... If you looked at my phone, I have so much country music, it's mm-hmm. scary. But back then, I was not. Yeah, we weren't country music fans. Really. I mean, I was barely into pop music yeah. back then. It was like, I just want Frank Sinatra's duets, or my whole party will be ruined. Like, yeah. I was such a loser. My high school friends figured out a way to drink alcohol at my, high school, at my graduation party, and I was so mad at them. I was disappointed. My mother was like, someone is stealing my drinks. I'm like, it's my stupid friends. And then she's like, you need to drive them all home. I'm like, wait. Wait, it's your party. It's my party. She's like, well, I can't have kids getting killed. That's true. But I can't, but... But mom, and also at this party, which we can talk about it now because he's dead, my band director um, mm. at the time, I'm not going to use names... He gave me a gift, and it was um, a book about the love affair of Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn. It was, like, one of a few gifts he and his wife got me. But everyone had put the gifts on, like, a table where anyone could look at them. Well, he wrote this insane inscription about being in love with me, and I guess his wife went up to the table and read it. So they ended up getting in a fist fight in the parking lot at the Tap Club, and then he, she left in their car, and he came, and he's like, I'm going to need a ride home, and I had to get my prom date to drive him home. Who then came back and got really drunk, and I had to drive him somewhere. But yeah, crazy. Yeah, I've had a lot of drama in my life. I hate that, and I feel like people like then look at me like I cause it, and I'm like, how is this my fault? It wasn't your fault. Sorry that I have crazy eyes, and it just draws other crazy people to me. It wasn't your fault. Thank you. I mean, I feel like it was mom's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, listen, listen, I saw the red flags with this weirdo. eons before i mean i was in my late teens early 20s i was like mom you gotta put a stop to this there's something wrong with this guy no he's just nice he's just looking after the baby i'm like mom listen you started young you didn't date a lot i'm like 21 22 now i i see how things play out trust me on this nope she wouldn't believe it who was right i was right rose was right rose was really right on that one well i i I knew things were getting weird, and I would say it to mom, like, like literally, the, the last month before I graduated, every Friday when I would leave to go to school, he'd start crying and need a hug before the end of the week, like, to get him through the weekend. First of all, a teacher and student should never hug, ever. Like, I mean, maybe if someone's dead or there was a school shooting and you guys survived, okay, have a hug, have at it. There are very few situations where that's acceptable. Rosie, how am I going to let a grown man cry that he's not going to see me until Monday and I don't hug him? It just didn't seem right. You can leave him hanging. He's sobbing. He's like, wait, so I won't see you till Monday? Well, that's how the weekend works, sir. Oh, boy. Let me give you a hug. All right. See you Monday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And the other reason our mom didn't think that that it was that way was because then when they got a dog, they named her after me. Mm. And then his wife asked that I call them uh, by their first names, aunt and uncle. And so mom, I think, thought, they're just sad. They don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And Rose was like, nah, that's mm-hmm. not how this works. It's not how this is playing out, Stell, but okay, you're the mom. You know best. Go ahead. Have at it. Okay, so she was wrong. Mm-hmm. She messed that one up. Yeah. And then we will say he did do some uh, He did do some inappropriate stuff. Incredibly inappropriate stuff. Super inappropriate. And uh, we never told my dad because we were afraid <laughs> he'd kill him. But now I wish we would have because he could have died in jail rather than mm-hmm. of fighting cancer. So right, if we could do a do over, yes. Hey, did I guess what happened? Right, he would have killed that man. Yep, the guy who looked like the penguin from Batman. Too. Ugh, he was so. Yeah, I mean, also let's back up. It wasn't like it was like some young hot teacher. <laughs> 
he looked like the penguin from Batman. Which I think her mother said when the wife was like, she's uh, trying to steal my husband. And mom was like, "Are you, madam, look at your husband. Yes, she did. This is all true. He's got an inner tube for his stomach. <laughs> Looks like the penguin. <laughs> Have you seen my gorgeous daughter? I don't think so. Oh my God, you guys, honest to God, she said all of that. I'm, she once called Gab's assistant soccer coach, hey, trash bag. Trash bag. Yeah. And the woman didn't know to turn around. She didn't. Because who she knew? knew they were, who knew? How would you know you're a trash bag? <laughs> and then when she did turn around, our mom told her off in front of the <laughs> other team, our team. It was oh amazing. The girls on my bus who, who hated trash bag were all cheering. It was amazing. Our mom was <sighs> yeah. awesome. If yes. she could be on this podcast, she would have been on the podcast. Yeah, she would have. And then she'd hate the sound of her voice. I never told you. I started to, but we got sidetracked. So Gab and I um, had a few adventures today, and we were down in an area of Pittsburgh called the Strip District, which we've talked about before. Anyway, I was waiting. Gab had to go do some shopping. I was at, naturally, a candy store waiting for her, <laughs> looking around at stuff. Um, but prior to that, when we parked, I saw a child I used to babysit unloading boxes. I mean, he's a grown man now. I think he's in his 30s. No, um, 40s. Is he? He's older than me. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Ray was a senior when I was a I was freshman. Like, I, was, I went up to him like, Ray? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I used to babysit you when you were a little squirt. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, I was just talking about you. Oh, Rose loved he him. Was, next to my sister, he was my favorite kid to babysit She kind of wanted us to get together, I feel like, when we It would have made me so happy if you guys ended up married with I know. your own families. Because he was just the sweetest kid on the planet so sweet ray and i are both from different planets though i think yes. like we like our kid yeah. would have been just yeah, yeah or he yeah. would have been like fucking einstein right yeah, like yeah. two lunatics <laughs> having like this genius who like does the bills at yeah. age eight <laughs> yeah ray and i were the both do and shit. so yeah. weird but we always got along it could have worked yeah. and yeah, he was just worked. such a sweet soul that it was so nice to see him oh i'm so glad you did get to see him yeah Ray's the best. I know. You should go to his butcher shop. I just don't yes. know what it's called. Strip Down the meats. Yeah. Best, best. Ask for Ray. Best pork Tell pie you know, babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was nice. That was, was really nice sweet. Him. I love moments like that. Mm -hmm. Good blast from the past. Yeah. I never walked down to the Young's Jerky Shop. Crap. It was, it's so hot today, you guys, in Pittsburgh. It's Holy like, God. the heat index is like 110 or something, which, you know, if you're listening in Arizona, you're probably like, shut the fuck up, bitches. You know what I mean? It's like that every day. Not that way every day here for us. So it's, it's a little hard to breathe. And Rosie usually doesn't like AC in the car. So I was trying to not have it in the car. And then she's like, hey, can we turn on the AC? I'm like, I thought <laughs> you sitting in it. traffic with the windows down. I was like, um, I was just wondering if we could maybe put the air conditioning on. I was like, I thought you hated it. I'm hallucinating. Sure. No, it was so bad. My, I got a yeast infection just sitting in traffic. I was like, please, I can't take this anymore. Dear God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's going to make our male listeners uncomfortable. Boys Sorry. hate They do. Yeast. Why? <laughs> Meanwhile, they can get it too. I know. Hmm. How about Fun that? Fun fact. Did you know that? I guess what they have to use, the same stuff we use, so Boom. F off. How about that? I bet you're embarrassed by preparation agents squirting all of your people. <laughs> Well, try to be an operation H for your yeast infections. Don't you? Uh oh! No wonder they never get cured. <laughs> my vagina, my vagina, my vagina's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what you use. Um, I guess my being a mom is still isn't over yet. <laughs> I'm the person who broke my ear cartilage trying to put in Beats by Dre. Yes, you did. Go ahead, tell them. See if you can make them visualize what it was you did. So it's not the Beats by Dre, the, the big headphones. It's the Beats by Dre that like... Like earbuds. Earbuds. But they have that weird thing that go 
well, now I've learned, go around your ear. But gang, it's in the shape of the inner part of your, you know, that one little part. So I was shoving it in my ear to get it to fit. And God damn it, did it hurt. I kept shoving, I kept shoving, I kept shoving. And then all of a sudden it was throbbing and ringing. And I took the headphones and I threw them against the wall. And I was like, I'm getting different headphones. So I put them on, but the whole walk my ear hurt. I mean, ringing, horrible. I get back, I take the headphones off, and I never think about it again. A couple weeks later, I get a look at my ear, and there is a giant bulge popping out. I mean, I thought it was a tumor. It's not a tumor, but it would look <laughs> like a tumor. And I told Rose, and she's like, ah, I think it's just a zit. Then I showed these nurses, and they're like, mm, I think you broke the cartilage. What'd you do? And I told them, they're like, yeah, you broke the cartilage. And I was like, I think it's cauliflower ear. And I was like, you're not Rocky Balboa, am I? But anyway, I went to my doctor, and I broke the cartilage, guys, because I was an, an idiot. She's yeah. like, didn't you... You know when things hurt, you should, you stop. should stop. Right. I was like, I didn't. That's know that. usually a good indicator. Maybe some of you guys don't know that, but you should. If you're doing something and it hurts, stop it. It's that easy. It really is that easy. I feel like did we talk about this last time? I don't remember. Because I thought I want. What about the first time you have sex? <laughs> I don't remember if we talked about that on the podcast or not. That's another thing I've got to put on my bullet journaling list. I want to transcribe all of our podcasts so we don't revisit the same thing because I know I've told you about the strip district probably in every episode and in every episode I say it's that area in town where you buy lots of things so you know sorry I'm 48 give me a break maybe Penn Mac will sponsor us I repeat myself maybe maybe we talk about the strip district enough they'll have to like sponsor us maybe I think businesses will sponsor you when you get lots of listeners <clears throat> so those those of you who love us so much but haven't caught up in the last four episodes, yeah, we're looking Don't at Don't forget you. we're doing a live our live season two premiere at the Brillo Box on August twenty fifth, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. We're very excited. We're super excited. Um we don't have our guests lined up yet, but we're going to have guests. Yes. We're going to have a Q&A. Yeah. And season two, you guys, is going to be off the chain. We're getting we're gonna, microphone. Each of us are going to have our own microphone mm-hmm. and a sound effect. And we're going to have guests. And guests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. Season yep. two is going to be off the chain. It's a whole yep. new two guinea hens. So you're going to welcome in fall with season two, and it's going to be crazy. And we're going to do a bat. We're going to go school shopping. We might do a wedding day episode. October 18th, we might do an episode in the morning before we go get our makeup and hair done. That would be maybe amazing. Yeah. Why not? Why should I'll we? do one. Maybe we'll do on the 18th. As a, say, I'll still be a single woman. And then when, like, we'll say the 20th or 21st, we'll do another one. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, why not? I'm, I don't think anything will be much different between single Rose and married Rose because I've been living with him for... In fact, we were just arguing over the price of um, ground meat per pound in front of Gab, and she was like, it's like you guys have been married for 30 years. It did feel like that. <laughs> it was a very, like, these people Let have already put their kids to college, haven't they? <laughs> Let me throw this out to you guys. Listen, John has been on keto for a long time, so we eat a lot of meat. I personally feel like if we're going to eat that much, it should be quality meat. I agree. So I go to Whole Foods or Market District Butcher, and I get our meat. Well, apparently someone thinks I'm just freaking Gloria Vanderbilt spending <laughs> crazy amounts of money on meat. But I feel like at this point, if we're going to eat this much, we should be getting good organic stuff. I agree with Rose. Thank you. Guys, in every scenario, I agree with Rose. Guys, I don't really have opinions I've of raised, my own. I've raised her well. <laughs> I've learned, don't have opinions. Disagree with Rose. <laughs> Rose, what do we feel about That's things? not true. You disagreed with me about something in the car today. Really? I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, good for her. She disagreed. Yeah. No way. Way. That's always good for me because I would just go. For me, frankly, it's just easier. <laughs> what do you want to do? I'm fine with it. I just could care less. I hate fights. You know what I mean? I hate fights. Not, disagreeing doesn't have to be a fight. But I, I guess I, with our family, no yeah. offense, I must have associated very young 
fights. <laughs> so I just am like, what would make everyone happy? Well, For me to stop breathing, I can do that. A family of seven, of five very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Someone had to be... There was always fights. I mean, you and Pep were usually peacemakers. And I think Pep, that's why Peppy and I got along so well, because we... And we both liked something... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that girl Mary Jane? Anyway, Peppy and I both liked her. And so we would go off and go do that and be like, man, whew, those guys can make it tense. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, they get really like bent about like getting paid in life. <laughs> Good thing you and I don't care, buddy. <laughs> God, I miss that guy. No. There are so many times where I just need like his perspective of the world. And always when I'm driving for my gigs, he was my gig buddy. Like I would call him and we could just shoot the crap for like a long time. Yeah. Oh, he was such a good brother. It's like, yeah. to anyone out there who has a sibling or anyone, even a kid with addiction, like, the best part of them is the true part of them. Mm-hmm. And please remember, like, their bad choices, it's not even them choosing it. Mm-hmm. It's the mental health addiction angle. Yep. And um, yeah, whatever you can do, try your best and know that they are that great person that you know they are. Yep. And don't ever forget that. Exactly. That would be my one tip. And I would have to agree with that 100%. Yeah, because he was so. pretty rad. I could, I mean, I don't know. It's like if you could cure any disease in the world, what would it be? And sometimes I really think it would be addiction. I do too. I mean, it's just too and many just people. Too many good people, just their lives just fall apart. And it's they don't want it to. They don't want to be that way, you know? And this opioid crisis, just because so many of them, it was they were given it from a doctor. Yeah. And it just was so highly addictive. Yep. Do you know I just heard um, that Pete Davidson is on Clonopin, which is considered in the opioid yeah. family, and I thought, ooh, I'm mm, nervous about that. That's not good. Just because he has a, he has been an addict so many times and in his he's life. He's got borderline personality. Or yeah, bi- yeah, borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. That really made me nervous. I mean, it's it's just so strange. Like the first time I ever took, I got Vicodin for something, a root canal or something. And I took one and hated it. I mean, I never touched them again. And it's just so weird how two a brother and sister can have such completely different reactions to the exact same pill. I mean, I ne- I w- would never be a pill popper. I, I don't really like taking them because I don't like anything that you don't have control over what you're doing for a good chunk of time. Yeah, it you stays know? in your system for at least eight hours. And Pep was just not... He was the complete opposite. Like, here, I'll try it. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I'm just not that person well when Mm -hmm. i was 15 you remember i had really i like at 15 and at 16 i had like i cracked a tooth and i needed like a root canal there's just been like a lot of craziness happening at the first surgery they gave me percocet and it really helped and i enjoyed it the second surgery they did the same but the pain lasted longer than the prescription and i remember like losing it i remember i was 15 years old and i was like wait a minute i had this before and i ran into our powder room and I just started going through all these old pill bottles and Rose walked in on me and she was like what are you doing I'm like I know I have Percocet somewhere and she was like ah yeah I was like no this just, here's some ad like let's get you some Advil or yeah. something like just let this go like you I remember you're you're I'll never forget your oh face because you're just like what are you doing was, I mean I never saw her like that it was like one of those you know her eyes weren't blinking <laughs> and she was just like on a mission I was like ooh, not good for Percocets at 15 yeah yeah so I mean that was Percocet um, so yeah, I, I get it. Like I can get how you could get addicted to that kind of stuff. And I don't at all. I mean, I have had Percocets for some things, which I tolerate better than Vicodin, but even at that, I don't, I just don't care. I don't want them. Yeah. At this point, I don't even take like, I don't take antibiotics. I don't take, I mean, I will take an Aleve if it's bad. Yeah. Something, the other day I had a sinus migraine and yeah. so I did that. I mean, I'll I, take Advil if I've got a really bad headache yeah. or I'm in pain or something, but 
I really I try not to take. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm so much better oh, than no, other no, people. No. Like, I don't mean that at all. But I just, it's, I think what I, I'm trying to say is, you know, that's the thing with these opioids. It's like some people could get prescribed them and be like, yeah, I took one and I'm fine. The pain's fine. I don't need it. And somebody else can take it and be like, holy shit, that made me feel great. And I want to feel like that again. Exactly. And then it just snowballs. And it was like what I was telling you, a friend of mine had posted something. Someone got robbed. I don't know. And then another person was like, well, it's all drug addict, homeless people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my friend was like, well, I'm actually in recovery, so I don't like to judge people based on an addiction or a mental health issue. And the guy was like, yeah, they're homeless and drug addicts. It's not mental health. It's making bad choices. Oh, my God. And my friend was like, no, that's not how that works. And it, and, and my whole point is, you could be prescribed oxycodone. I could be prescribed oxycodone. You could get off of, like, you, you're done in 10 pills, but if I have an addictive personality, so really, did I make the choice to be on oxycodone? I, I mean, right. you yeah. don't choose to be an addict. And it's just such a cruel way to look at it. It and really is. If you've never dealt with someone, I can see I, how you could be that maybe... I'm just amazed at how many people would rather see the world in that cruel light and self-righteous light than have empathy, you know? And maybe it's not a choice. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting on them what they're projecting on people with addiction, but it just, I don't know, it's just... It feels better to be a little bit nicer to people, I to know. give people just a chance, you know? I, and hey, some people need 10 chances, and that's okay, <laughs> you know? Not everyone learns after they make one mistake. Sometimes it takes a few mistakes, you know? Yeah, I mean, just stop. I don't know. It just is not, Could we all not be so hard? <laughs> so, well, this is a great example. Last night, my friend and I went to go get Taco Bell. At the end of placing our order, the woman goes, would you like to donate to help a kid go to college? And immediately, without even thinking, I went, always. And she's like, okay, can I add a dollar to your order? I'm like, of course, but how's a kid go to college? Mm -hmm. Pull up. It's hot, so we have our windows down. The next car gets up. They're ordering, and we can hear it. Woman goes, can I help you? Would you like to help a kid go to college? I didn't hear a word you just said. Mm -hmm. Would you like to help, help a kid go to college? I don't know what that even means, and why are you bothering me with it during my order? Oh, my God. And I turned to Arvin, and I went, wasn't that just such a different response wow. from the car prior? He was like, you want anything, yeah, anything to help a kid who needs it. And yeah. she's like, I don't know what you're asking, you know. Jesus. And I'm like, that's just too different how people look at No the matter world. how broke I am, if I have enough money to go to Taco Bell, yep. I have enough money to give a dollar for a kid. To go to college! Whatever it is. The American yeah. Heart Association, St. Jude's, yeah. wherever. Almost... Nine and a half times out of ten, if I'm asked yes. to give a dollar at my checkout, I usually do it. The only time I start putting a cap on it is when it's like I'm doing self-checkout at Giant Eagle, it's and I've already time. done it every yeah, time. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I've given you like $25, mm -hmm. and you're getting all the tax credits, so i got to <laughs> yeah, stop because right. I'm not... I'd rather just give $25 to the Greater Food, the Pacific yeah. Food Bank or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, and I said to Arvin, I'm like, my whole thing is like, I don't have kids, so mm -hmm. I could give an extra dollar to help someone else's kid go to college? Mm -hmm. By all means. And he went, but do you understand... That the other attitude is, they're not my kids, why should I care? But you're like, I don't have kids, so I care. But of that story, you know what hurts my heart the most? Is that worker was probably on a high after you were so awesome about it, that she or he felt so great to ask the next person, and then that person just deflated them completely. Yeah, you're you know? right. And again, this is the late night crew. This was like 10 o'clock at night in the north side. And yeah, uh, yeah and they were, sh every staff member was so kind. But maybe because I had been kind, I don't know. Yeah. Like when we waited, I mean, I was like, they're like, do you want any sauces? And I was like, oh, we have a couple hot sauces. They gave like 5,000 sauces. Aww. I was like, you guys don't have to do all that. Thanks. That's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It was a good I experience. I the last time I had Taco Bell, but it, right now it sounds so good. Rosie, their nachos are legit and they're cheap. Like that's yeah. why, I mean, come on. 
if you're going to go to a, a pub and pay $15 for nachos, or we could go to Taco Bell, they're just as good. Last year, Taco Bell was voted the healthiest fast food in the country. because they, not their nachos. Well, they changed everything. You can get, like, al fresco, so you can be like, yeah. I just want the fresh cut salsa. I just want the fresh guacamole. Yeah, you can, like, change up your orders. Wow. And, I'm gonna, I guess one of these days I'll have to try Taco Bell. I mean, I'm sure when I have it smothered in queso sauce, it's not healthy because I'm lactose well, intolerant. Yeah, that's I probably love not the queso. best idea. I could drink queso. I finally remembered what I wanted to talk about, and now we're up on an hour, so I'm going to say it, and then we're going to um, maybe talk about it next time. We're at 54 minutes. You have six minutes. Go. So I ran into somebody who I thought I knew, but I didn't, but it turns out I knew their sister. Anyway, whatever. This guy uh, does is like a nail person. A nail, he's Vietnamese. He does nails. And he was, he was talking a lot, but he was telling me about how the salon he had been working at Every time he did a pedicure, the salon would charge him a dollar and claim it was for their water bill. Then he was telling me that he worked at a different salon where they, um, oh wait, what did he say? They took a bigger percentage because for their electricity bills. Out of his pay? Out of all the, out of all the manicurists' pay. They, the manicurists got charged for the salon owner's bills. And I said... Um, I don't know if it's possible, but I really think the nail technicians need to form a union. Yes! <laughs> because I think they're getting abused because they're, so many of them are here on work visas and, and et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe they're not here legally. I don't know. But they're being raped. And he said that what's so sad about it is, is that a lot of these salon owners came here and were doing nails and were treated like shit. And instead of turning around and treating the new the new ones coming in better, they treat them like shit. So it's just like this vicious cycle of mean, mean, mean salon owners. So if you guys go to nail salons that are run by Vietnamese folks, keep in mind that your technician is probably being completely raped by the owner of the salon. And they're not making nearly what and they're not the, the effort. And they're the talent that is bringing you in there. And I'm going to share one story with you. Years and years ago, I was in at a salon in Moon Township with my friend Amy James. That's her maiden name, not her married name, but that's what she'll have forever be known to me as. Um, and there was a woman there getting a pedicure. Her toenails were so jacked up that the man who was doing the pedicure had to call in for help to cut her big toenail. And ah! it flew somewhere and I don't know where, but I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of that place. Cause I was like, there is no amount of money. No, 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 no amount of money that you could pay me to do that. I don't even hate feet and I must just throw up all right. over your bedroom. Mm hmm um, and I also want to say when you said that he said that the people who came here and been had been victimized and now they own the salons and then they're treating them like victims. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the American way. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? That's the American way, gang. I'm sorry. Capitalism doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't it have to doesn't. be cruel. We can do it in a way where we could all survive mm -hmm. rather than be like, no, I got mine. Mm -hmm. F you. You should have worked harder. You should come from a better family. You shouldn't have smoked cigarettes. Whoa, what are you <laughs> talking about, man? Right. Yeah. You smoke cigarettes, you yeah. rich... Socialize. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It doesn't take a. You can still have a lot of money and be very wealthy and still help others. Yes. You know, like you don't have to just be like Scrooge McDuck. You don't. You don't. I mean, that's the whole point of the Scrooge McDuck show. <laughs> don't be like him, guys. He even changes at the end. If you didn't watch Ducktales <laughs> or read Charles Dickens, what have you done with your life? That's a great segue into our final... We are going to do a podcast with our brother starting yes. in the fall. 
It is going to be specifically about the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And? Candy. So, we're not going to say who, but a human that used to be very close with our family, because one of us brought them into the family. I blame myself. Anyway, they said that my family was so boring that every Sunday dinner, all we ever talked about was It's a Wonderful Life quotes and candy. Now. This person isn't wrong. We do. They're two of our favorite things, yeah. jerk. Sorry. I also like to talk about sunshines and Jesus. Does that make me a jerk? I don't think so. No. Everyone loves sunshine and Jesus. Well, right. not everyone. Well, not everyone. Because you don't have to love Jesus. You don't. I don't know why I do. I just. He's a cool guy. Anyway. Anywho, you're basing I, it on that lovely picture Grandma had uh, wrapped in plastic wrap. On and her I made mantle. her so mad. Mm-hmm, she was like, he's so handsome. And great. I thought that would make her like me more. It, made it was, it was Aryan more. Jesus, by the way, y'all. Yeah, yes. our Italian grandmother had a blue-eyed Jesus, because mm-hmm. that is what he looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure, or, I'm sure. More like our dad. How about Nick yesterday was like, I always feel like our dad looked like Bin Laden. <laughs> like, I don't I think dad would look like that. I That's think he me. more looked like Saddam Hussein. Guys. He did. When he had his big, poofy mustache... Okay, I'll give you Sodom more than Bin Laden. Now, I give Nick Bin Laden when our dad was dying. Sure, yeah. And when Bin Laden was on, like, dialysis in a cave. How did... How did he escape? You know, I hate those guys. You know what? This is a question. Oh, Oh, you guys, we didn't... Obviously, as you can tell, you didn't podcast from Er, Er, Dave and Amanda's. Because... I had a, I got a Gap really good gig. a really good gig, so we ended up canceling. They're on vacation, but we are going to reschedule. And I feel like this is a good question because Dave was, I, I believe, served in the in that war. <laughs> desert, not, not desert, desert storm. storm. Dave, by the way, though, I have desert storm trading cards. Maybe if you want to bring them over, I'll bring them over. In desert storm. I don't know how old he is. He's forty. No, Dave's not. I think he's younger than me and Amanda. I mean, okay, I think so he's like thirty. Probably this most recent post nine eleven war. Yeah. And I still don't know if Amanda served in the military. Amanda, did you serve in the military? You might listen to this on vacation. Yeah, You're at least one of the few people who listen. Sorry, Jillian and Amanda are the only two that are That's caught true. up. That's true. They're consistent. They're the only two caught up. I mean, I'm not like that, mad that at let anybody. Us know, that let us know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe our listeners in yeah. Georgia. Yeah, we don't know. Do you remember? But our listener in Georgia, doesn't that story about that guy flipping on a gab just make you mad? Just knowing what little you know about gab. It's just not right. But anyway. But also our friend in Georgia, if you are still listening to us, the fact that you love Stranger Things also, do you know what her and her daughter did? Tell me. Oh my God. Like they did all these like costumes, artwork, like they're incredible. Like I, we're going to, we're coming to Georgia to visit you. I know. I just feel like, and I, are you anywhere near Savannah? Because I want to come back to Savannah. So. And Rose promised I got to come yes, the next time. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, just based on who you guys are, I just feel like we are friends already. Mm-hmm. Is that okay if that's not creepy? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think you're creeped out. You're awesome. I can yeah. tell. Right. And we and all that's love the whole Josh thing about Ron- this podcast. The whole thing about this podcast is that we wanted to be the friends for people and not expect anything back from you. I mean, other than a tweet here and there or something, that'd be cool. Like our Facebook page, whatever. Do you know something that makes me sad, though? Tell me. My favorite thing about podcasts is, like, when I'm having a hard time sleeping, I love the people with soothing voice, and I think you give that to our listeners. Like, if they were having a bad night's sleep, they're like, oh, I could go to sleep listening to Rosie. She has such a beautiful voice. And then Cackle Girl comes in, and I'm like, <laughs> mah, mah, and I just ruin it. And they're like, I was falling asleep God, with Rosie's yes. dulcet tones until the cackle came and in. And all the feedback I get about our podcast is how funny you are now I have to kind of like bring you back in you know to reality but that you're the funny one but we're not but I'm not helping them calm down well, maybe they're not listening to it when they sleep I just want to say guys I just I'm sorry if you're trying to doze off and I ruin it for you every time let's not go there we're not going there but I am loud you I have to put the microphone directly in front of Rose put the gain as high as it gets and then I just keep sneaking back as far as I can and every time I edit it I'm always peeking in the red, and Rose is still normal. But we're going to get 
better microphones, oh, you guys. And then I can have my gain low, her gain high. It's going to be a game be changer. We're doing it. It's happening. It's happening. So After August 25th. Bear with us. Thank you for listening to us and being supportive this far, but we're going to get better. We are. I think season two, besides the new mics and the sound machine, we're also going to have sponsors. Mm-hmm. I mean it. I think it's going to happen. Okay. That wine company? Yeah. Why not? Wine We're not righteous imports in Ambridge. Check them out. Buy some wine, but we'll talk about that more maybe in the next episode. And while you're out and about, go to Forbes Tavern. It has Heck the best yeah. steaks. I just had a steak salad today. It was so phenomenal. Good. And literally, I'm not even joking about this. They have the best French fries in the entire city of Pittsburgh, and I would put any other place to the test with that. And if you're looking for a place to work out, throwing it out there, Pittsburgh Kettlebell and Performance, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was and in the mine. darkest place of my life, and it has brought me back. And I am I just hit my four-year anniversary. I'm starting my fourth year there. And the hardest, meanest trainer to me said that my form was perfect, and I got the hunch out of my back. And if you don't understand what a big triumph that was, mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. made it, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Please join our gym. That's it's right. so much fun. You can hang out with the two guinea hens mm-hmm. while you're pressing weights. It's true. All right. All right. Well, that was... Well, that went fast. Yeah. I hope this was a good episode. I hope you guys liked it. And um, we will see you sooner than later. I'm sorry. It was like a good two weeks between episodes, wasn't it? We'll get you... We might do one again Sunday if we're about three. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. you've earned that. I know. We say that. We've been saying that, and then we don't do it, so... I think we will this Sunday, because we don't have a lot coming going on. We really don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Ciao. Ciao.